Right, well, it's great to be with you all this morning. I'm sorry we can't be all together in person, but uh, it's still great to be a part of this service. And uh, it's been super so far. Great to see all the pictures for the past years. Uh, I've been to all but one of those, I think. And uh, great to see so many people that I know. Well done with the quiz, everyone. It's shame Will wasn't here for that little quip about Liverpool. So I have to mention Liverpool on Will's behalf, Kenny. <laughs> um, I'm surprised he hasn't got his Liverpool shirt on to preach in this morning, but he managed to put a sports for each one on. He's speaking at another service this morning. But it's great to be able to come and just to share for a few minutes, really, what Jesus means to me. Um, as you know, I'm one of the directors of Sports Reach, and people ask me, well, were you a PE teacher? Have you always been sporty? Um, no, and no. I've not always been sporty. I've never a, a PE teacher. Um, but the reason I do Sports Reach is because I love Jesus, and it gives us a great opportunity to share with other people about the Lord Jesus, the, the Son of God who died in our place. And so I'm just going to share a bit of testimony, really, testify to what the Lord's done in my life just in the next few minutes. And I want to start by reading from Psalm 34, just the first few verses, uh, the first three verses. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And that's what I want to do this morning, just to exalt um, the Lord. And um, I'm really thankful uh, that he's a part of my life and that I can just be here this morning to testify to that. I'm actually sat in the, in the kitchen of my home and uh, in a little place called Bleasdale up in the northwest of England in Lancashire. And one of few of you have been here. And um, this is where I was born and bred, into a farming family and a Christian family. And that was wonderful. And uh, I loved being brought up on the farm. I loved um, going to church. But at the age of 15, I realized that it's more than just going to church, that to, being a Christian is much more than that. And uh, I, although I was going to church, I was reading my Bible, I was um, praying every night, I realized that... There's more to it than that. In some ways, that was just being a religious person. And it was a great upbringing, great to be able to do all of those things and a great foundation. But I realized that I got home from church one night and the Lord really convicted me of my, my sin um, and that I was a sinner in God's eyes and that I'd done wrong. And I got down on my knees at the age of 15 and I asked God to forgive me for the wrong that... I had done. Um, I was so convinced that I'd done wrong against God, a holy God who created me, and that he'd sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross because of the wrong that I had done. The Bible tells us clearly that, that God created us in the beginning, which is going to be the theme for next year's soccer school in the beginning. It was going to be this year's theme, but it is now next year's 2021 theme. In the beginning, God created. He created a world that was perfect, but man messed up. And we are still living um, with sin because of that original sin. And I had sin in my life, and I got down on my knees and asked God to forgive me in Jesus' name. 
Jesus died in my place. And that night I got right with God and I became a true follower of Jesus. And I got peace with God and I was forgiven. And now began this new journey. Now I was a real follower of Jesus. Now I was a real Christian. And uh, growing up, like I say, I was brought up on a farm in a rural area. I went to a tiny little school and it was a great childhood. But there was one thing which really uh, I, I struggled with as a child and that was fear. Um, some of you can possibly relate to this, but I was a fearful child and I, it, I was really shy. You know, I would never have imagined uh, going around the world uh, speaking in front of thousands of people. As a child, I struggled to go to a tiny little school that had like 25 pupils and most of them I was related to. Half of them went to my church, but I really struggled. I was so shy and fearful and I really didn't want to go to school. And then when I started to get into the age where I was going to have to go to a secondary school with 800 pupils, this really the fear consumed my life and I would go home, I would go to bed at night and I would pray, Lord, take my life before I need to go to high school because I was so afraid of that being in a big group of people, people laughing at me. I was so shy and fearful. The other thing that I prayed because uh, I knew my Bible, the other thing that I prayed was, Lord, if you don't take my life, then please, will you send Jesus back again? before I need to go to high school, because I thought that would be another good solution. <laughs> well, obviously I'm still here, he didn't take my life and Jesus hasn't come back again, although he will do one day. But when I was 15 and I committed my life to God and I was forgiven, then him, by his Holy Spirit, he came to live in my life. It's like Jesus is living in us, isn't he? When we commit our lives to him, God fills us with his Holy Spirit and in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God says in his word that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so when I committed my life to God and he came to be a part of my life, he began to take away the fear. And that transformed my life. That was just totally transforming and brought so much joy. You see, fear is a joy stealer. But now I had Jesus with me all the time and I didn't need to fear. I didn't need to fear men. I didn't need to fear being laughed at. I just had to rely and trust in God who was with me all the time. And it didn't happen overnight. People ask me, did that happen overnight? No, it was a gradual process. And sometimes God still has to remind me, Sue, don't fear. We've talked about this. Um, but it was uh, at the start of an amazing transformation and I'm so thankful to God for that transformation. And that's one reason why I do sports reach now, to tell people that whatever you're struggling with in life, God can deal with it. With God with us, we can, we can move mountains. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so at the age of 15, I started this journey with him. Has life always been straightforward, plain sailing? No, far from it. We go through ups and downs in life, don't we? But the difference now was that I had Jesus with me all the time, 100%. I left school and started work on the farm. I loved my farming, working with my dad. And then my brother, when he left school as well, 
And so we worked together on the farm. And then at the age of 20, I met a young man called Will, who uh, asked if he could come and see the farm. And uh, the following week, we were talking about getting married. And we got engaged three months later and got married the following year. And we've been married just over 30 years. So I'm so thankful to God for bringing us together. Soon after we got engaged, though, a word's tragedy struck our home. Um, my brother Ian, who I work with, he was just 19 years old and he didn't come out one night to feed, help me feed the animals on the farm. And we actually found him and he died. He was dead. He'd um, had a terrible, tragic accident. So Ian, 19, a big, strong farm lad, he was dead and his life had been taken. And uh, you might say, well, where was God in all of that, Sue? Christian family, Christian home, where was God in all of that? Well, God was right there with us in all of that. Nothing takes God by surprise and nothing gets to us unless God allows it. And so God, we learned so much through that time. We learned the comfort and peace that God can bring in a time of tragedy. And the Lord really taught Will and I that life is short. It's but a vapor. The Bible tells us this. We can be here today, gone tomorrow. Life is short. And because of that, we need to get out there with this message of hope that we have, that God loves the world so much that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so God laid that on our hearts uh, at that young age, as we saw a life taken so tragically. Um, and so that kind of changed our path a little bit. We're still farming. We, we got married later that year and we're farming. And then just a few years later, we thought we'd like to have a family. And so um, we have four daughters now. And Jennifer, the eldest, was born in 1994. And well, earlier that year, when I was five months pregnant, my father was taken ill. Um, and after 12 hours, he passed away as well. And so again, we were facing mourning and grief uh, suddenly. Um, it's my dad, who was my boss, my friend, um, you know, my dad, who I love dearly, and it's all of a sudden taken from us. But again, God was with us in all of that, and he taught me something very specific in that. We took dad to hospital the evening that he became ill, and like I say, he passed away the following morning. But uh, the last memory I have of him was led in the hospital bed, seriously ill, and he was smiling, he was full of joy, and he had the peace of God which passes all understanding because my dad loved God. You know, the final enemy in this world is death, isn't it? Death is the final enemy, but Jesus has conquered death. And because Jesus rose again, he didn't stay in the grave. Then even though we die, we shall live if we trust and follow him. And that's what my dad knew. And the verse in the Bible that says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that just brings joy. It brings hope. It brings peace. God is a God who loves us, cares for us. And if we put our lives and our trust in him, we can go to be with him forever when this body dies. And it will. This body isn't going to last forever. Four weeks ago, my mother-in-law died. She was 96, almost 97. She wanted to live to be 100 to get a, a, a letter from the Queen. 
She was 96 years old, but she loved the Lord and now she's with him. Yes, we mourn, yes, we grieve, but we have a hope because Christ died, he conquered sin and he conquered death and he came back to life. Because he lives, we also shall live. So we don't need to fear death. So like I say, we, uh, we had Jennifer that year and then uh, 18 months later, we had our daughter Grace. And then just a couple of years after that, we thought, well, we'll make two into three. And so we thought, well, we can manage three children. And uh, we got a double blessing because we got twins, Ruth and Sarah. So that's our four girls, all now in their 20s, all grown up. Um, and like I say, I was not sporty, was not into sport at all. But Will, my husband, has played football from an early age and he loved it. He loved sport. And to cut a long story short, um, when the girls were, uh, well, the twins were probably about two years old, so it's almost 20 years ago we felt the Lord God call us into a Christian sports organization called Sports Reach. And uh, we worked um, with them and I, and I became interested in football. I was persuaded at 34 to buy my first pair of football boots. And now I love playing and coaching football and I've been into many different countries around the world um, through sport, but with the purpose of telling people about this God who loves us. You know, sport is great. A lot of people around the world love sport. I'm sure everyone's been missing their football this summer. And they'll be glad that it's back now, especially to watch Liverpool play. But um, sport's great. And it's a great way of getting to know people. Just before lockdown, we were in Ecuador, in South America. Never been to South America before, but we're invited to go and work with a church and a mission organisation over there. And we had um, a soccer school running all week with... Uh, over 300 children, all speaking Spanish to us, which we don't know a word of Spanish. Um, uh, but at such a great time, the kids come along, parents come along, we play and we coach this sport that everyone loves, and then we tell them about a God who loves them even more. And we had a super time, and many, many people come in to put their trust in God, just because we can go and meet with them, play sport, get to know them, and share Jesus with them. And because God wants to change people's lives. It's not about sports reach, it's about God. The cross is at the center of our logo and it's at the center of all that we do because Jesus came into this world to save sinners. And that's you and that's me. So involved with sports reach for the last 20 years. It's plain sailing, no. Uh, ups and downs, yes. Um, but in 2013, uh, something happened which again was to take, uh, change the course of my path anyway. In 2013 I was diagnosed with cancer, with breast cancer. And uh, we were full on with a busy programme with Sports Reach. We're going overseas a lot, five or six times a year by then. We've got the netball league running. Everything's so busy. The girls are growing up. They're in the teens now and we're still running the farm. And then I get cancer. But I just want to testify that through all of that cancer, I had to have um, a mastectomy, I had to have chemotherapy, and I had to have hormone treatment following that for the, for the next five years. Through all of that, God has never left me. God has given me peace, and he took away my fear. I can honestly say that I had no fear. When I found out I had cancer, 
I went to the doctor to discuss the operation and the doctor just uh, was telling me all the implications, all about the operation. And I just wanted to smile. And the doctor went out of the room and I was talking to the nurse and she looked at me and I said, I'm sorry, but I just want to smile all the time. I just want to laugh. I'm sure this isn't a normal reaction when we're talking about a major surgery. And she said, is it fear? I said, no, it's the joy of the Lord. You see, God took away my fear. He's dealt with my fear. And when I was going through cancer, um, he gave me another verse, which is in the book of Isaiah, written thousands of years ago, but so relevant to us today, relevant to maybe people who are in lockdown and they're, they're, living, in, they're living in a fearful world, perhaps. We're just in our own homes with our own thoughts, not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, never mind next week or next year. But this verse is what the Lord gave me through that time of cancer. And it's become so real and so powerful in my life. And I want to read it from Isaiah 41. You know, God's word is a living word, isn't it? It's so powerful. And he can just speak to it. It's like no other book because it's God speaking to his people. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And verse 13, for I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. With God holding our right hand, how can we fear? And that God, that same God who'd been with me when Ian died, when my father died, was now with me going through cancer and with people praying for me around the world. God was with me and I didn't need to fear. And the thing that I said to the Lord right at the beginning of the cancer was, Lord, if I'm going to have to go through this, then let it be for a purpose. Let it be for your glory. And throughout it all, God's given me more people who I can share Jesus with. Because now, yeah, maybe I wasn't able to be on the football field as much, although I did do still five soccer camps that summer, still on chemo. And then I went to Austria twice, still on chemo, and played football, five games of football in six days, which is not normal. And that's only the power of God. Glory to God. It's nothing of me, not because I'm a strong person. It's because God, when we are weak, he is strong. And that's maybe when he says, right, now we can get on with it. So now that you're out of the way, I can deal with this. And God gave me the strength to go through it all. And also to be able to tell others who are going through a similar thing to myself, going through the cancer, going through the chemo, to tell them that there's a God who loves them. And we don't need to go through this on our own. Christ died. Christ rose. Christ is at God's right hand interceding for us. And God is with us. And so that was an amazing time, to be honest. And I've just felt the peace and the joy and the hope of God with us. And like I say, I've learned uh, many years prior that we don't need even to fear death. I know that cancer takes a lot of lives. My own brother died just a couple of years ago from cancer. But he's now in the presence of the Lord. We don't need to fear. So all I want to leave you with is to say, look, yeah, it's a journey. Life's a journey. We go through many ups and downs, many different experiences. And I'm sure your story is different in many ways to mine. 
But my experience is that if we put our trust in God, if we get our sins dealt with, because Christ died so that we could have our sins forgiven. He died and he rose again. He, he was punished actually in our place. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And if we begin to follow him and serve him, he will never leave us nor forsake us. And he will lead us to an eternal home in heaven. And that's good news. That's the gospel. That's what we share at Sports Reach. That's why we do this. That's why we go around the world. All of the summer soccer camps have been cancelled, but God is still in control. This hasn't taken God by surprise. COVID hasn't taken God by surprise. He is still at work. Let's seek him. Let's keep pressing on, press on towards the goal for which God has called us heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Christ died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, to bring us to God. Let's follow and serve God. If you don't know him this morning, if you don't know him, then why not do what I did all those years ago? Get on our knees, say, Lord, I'm sorry for living my life without you. I'm sorry for the way I've gone my own way. I've done things that, that displease you. Please forgive me and come and give me this new life that we can only find, this peace that we can only find in you. And if you are, and I know many of you are following the Lord already, I would just want to encourage you, keep pressing on towards this goal. Keep our eyes on him. Like um, the disciples when they were in the boat and Jesus came walking on the water towards them. And, Jesus, and Peter said, Lord, if it's you, call me and I'll come. And Peter stepped out of that boat and he walked on the water through the storm. You might be going through a storm, but you can walk on water if you keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you all. Amen.